Welcome to This Rural Life. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land and waters on which this podcast is recorded on. Hello and welcome back to This Rural Life for the very last episode before Christmas. How exciting. It has been so awesome to share this podcast with you this year. There's another one coming out before New Year's though. I'm not having a break over the Christmas New Year period and through January. I wanted to keep sharing some fabulous episodes with you to get you through January and set you up for the new year. So there's lots more coming. But today I wanted to share with you a very special episode, which is actually the Spreading the Good Stuff episode that I recorded with Lee and Christy. So it'll be over on the Spreading the Good Stuff podcast as well. But this episode we just share basically our lows and highs of the year, our top recommendations for the year and what we're looking forward to over the break. And I thought it'd be really nice to share this episode with you guys as well and so that you can get a bit of a taste of what we do over there. And it just felt like a nice way to round out the year as we head into Christmas. So I hope you really enjoy this episode with Leonie Canham, Christy O'Brien and myself for Spreading the Good Stuff. And have the best Christmas. I hope you have a lovely Christmas. I hope it's not too hard and there's not too many tricky times and family relationships and all of those dynamics are okay. And I hope you give yourself a break and don't try to do too much and that you get to really enjoy it. And I hope it's wonderful and merry for you and your family and whoever you're spending Christmas with. So thanks so much for being here, guys. I hope you enjoy this episode with the girls from Spreading the Good Stuff. Thank you. And here we are, ladies. I'm Christy O'Brien. I'm Leonie Cannon. And I'm Katrina DeWires. And we're clearly not in the same room this morning having a chat, so we're we're sitting at um, the first week in December and this podcast will be coming out next week, I think around the um, 9th or 10th of, of or 11th of December. So you guys will be well in the thick of things just like we are. We've been trying to record for a couple of weeks now and our schedules are getting pretty hectic in a great way. And in today's episode, we really just wanted to recap our year. Thank you all for listening to our conversations, to our our ramblings, our hearts as well at times with lots of topics we've talked about this year. And I think from my point of view, um, the best thing about this year has been just coming back to the podcast after having a little bit of time off. So we loved getting back behind the microphone um, and in person as well. So today's episode is going to be about reflection, looking back at the year, but also looking forward to what we look forward to things we might recommend over the break if you're lucky to have a bit of time away from work with kids finishing school as well. So I'm going to kick off if that's okay with with you ladies. And I was thinking about this the other day when we were talking about this topic. And for me, I suppose the best thing that's happened to me this year has definitely been my yoga and not just yoga for me, but also for the people that I've been lucky enough to share yoga with. And I've still got new people coming every week to try yoga and many discovering it for the first time. So that's been a real gift for me this year. It was a big commitment when I took it on. And Katrina, you would know that taking on a yoga teaching course is a lot of work. (laughs) And I was a bit lucky. I had a bit of wriggle room that I could actually commit the time. So it was really great to just commit the time and get to the end of it and tick the box and sign off on it. And 
that's been my best thing, my yoga. And we are going to share our best and worst in this episode today. And unfortunately, there's always things that challenge us every year, whether it be personally or in our community, in our region or even in the world. And, and for me, I was thinking more global. For me, definitely war. War challenges me, just the sight of it on the news and hearing it on the radio and the thought of it just makes me really sad and, and sick in the tummy and there's nothing I can really do about it. So I find that really awful. And also the climate challenge as well. I feel like, again, there's not a lot I feel like I can do about that at times. So that's really, really tough. But um, that's probably my perspective on on the worst is more global. I'm not sure if that's how you ladies have have looked at it, but I will I will pass over to you, Leonie or Katrina, to, to share your best and worst for this year. Well, I can go next if you like. I'm going to do my worst first because I think it's always good to do worst first so I can finish on a high note. So for me, probably the worst thing is more personal and that's probably just been really like the, I guess it's the challenge on our farm this year has really hung over me like from a financial perspective and it's been very prominent for us this year is this, I really struggle with the, I guess the farming system and the world that we live in in terms of food I look at our farm business and we're doing everything we can to run a really great business and we've got great staff and we employ heaps of people and we really contribute to the community and the farm looks great. We're doing absolutely everything that high yields, everything's great, yet we still can't get it to make money because it's just the avocado price has been rubbish, you know, and it's just this constant thing that I think about a lot and I'm, I can, I'm sure a lot of farmers can relate to this and we are not the only ones, but it just really makes me think about what is wrong with our food system in Australia if a family like ours can't really make it work. So that's been definitely the worst mm. thing for me is just this sort of financial burden that hangs over us and it's just not easy and you can do everything you can do and it's still out of your control in so many ways. And I know that we all just accept and for a long time I have always said, that's just farming, that's just what we do, but... It's just really hard. So that's definitely been my mm. worst when I think, think back on the year that's been. And in terms of the best, it's been a funny year for me. Like I haven't had any standout things. You know, we had such a, a big couple of years doing our big trip and we haven't been on any holidays and there's been nothing sort of like super significantly wow and amazing. One thing has just been seeing my youngest Henry start school and how much he loves it. And he's like the only kid in the whole school until like this week that hadn't missed a day of school. And I just love that so much because it just wants to be at school, which is awesome. And also the other highlight for me has really been working out my hormones. Honestly, like that was life-changing. Finding a doctor, Michelle Woolhouse, that sorted me out, got me on the HRT and it's been life-changing. Like I feel completely different. I feel like I'm back to my old self and it's been such a highlight sorting that out so <laughs> that's my sort of worst and best Lee how about you a bit similar but I think I might start with the worst as well and probably like you Christy I, ha- I had two things I had it on a personal front and global and global for me was absolutely the same as what you said Christy the conflict around the world has just been so so heavy and heartbreaking and there's not a day that passes where I just don't find myself thinking and getting caught up in in the horror of what's going on and what human beings are having to experience day-to-day, moment-to-moment when we're sitting here in in such different conditions to what's happening there. I just find myself so much of the time just thinking how can we in this day and age still be thinking that war is an answer to anything? And then even just overnight listening to these news stories that are breaking at the moment that the UN are releasing around these 
sex war crimes, sexual violence war crimes that are, are now being uncovered in the Middle East, that just adds another layer to it. And, I, again, I can't understand how war can be an answer and I also can't understand how men in war situations can still be using this kind of sexual violence against women and young girls. It is just so devastating and it's hard just to know what to do in terms of feeling hopeful when you know that that's all going on around you. And I just keep trying to remind myself that of, of that saying that light shines brightest in the darkest times and even though it's hard to see it, it's definitely there and I think it's just up to each one of us just to continue doing what we can in our own ways to, to bring that light and I guess that means that there always will be hope. So, yeah, globally that's the big one for me. And on a personal front, this is kind of best and worst. I've had an amazing year on the work front, just a real kind of year of consolidation and things have gone so beautifully and smoothly. And and just in these last three or four weeks, things have just got away on me. And, and I should know this happens every year. And, Christy, you remember Splendid Word at, over the last 12 or 13 years leading into this Christmas period. Something happens. People just go a little bit crazy and, and need everything all at once because it's kind of like everything's going to end. So the deadlines that normally might be a couple of weeks become a day <laughs> and it's just constantly you think you've got your day planned with there's already too much on the to-do list in terms of work to, to punch out but then it gets hijacked with another round of, of requirements from clients and it's all amazing, it's all wonderful and I know how lucky we are to have that pipeline of work that just constantly comes in but at this time of year where there's so much going on, it just is really challenging so I, I feel frustrated that I've I've let it happen, but I'm trying to remind myself that sometimes these things are outside of your control. And I know, I know we bang on a lot about making sure we've got space in our days and doing all the things that look after us. And, and absolutely, they're so important. But the reality is there are times when it's really full and it's really busy and it's really heavy and you just got to do your best to get through it and know that it's not forever and it's a period. And when you're in business, running your own business, this stuff happens. So if anyone else out there is feeling like that, you're not alone and we will get through it and there will be rest and recovery on the other side of it. So, yeah, the good stuff has been around a really great year in business with my beautiful team at The Splendid Word and the other big ones, this, the three-month social media break that I've had has been amazing. And I'm still off it and I'm not sure when I'm coming back, but they're, they're my few things. That's awesome. Bravo, Lee. And I was just reminded when you were talking about that light light only shines in dark places and I think when you think about some of the challenging times you've had over the 12 months and things that happened in your close circle or in your community and I had a beautiful experience on the weekend with a, a group a group of us that were helping a local family whose young daughter is really unwell and you want to do something but you're not sure what and you're not sure if people are going to be too busy or unable to support and contribute but we had the most amazing support and the village just turned up on the weekend and supported this family in so many ways and we raised a lot of money which is really important but also just the acknowledgement and recognition that your community is here for you even in the darkest of times is certainly a highlight for me and there are just moments over your year or even your your life where you just go wow like people are amazing so it's really nice to be reminded mm-hmm. of that and and to be part of it because that's why we're here all the all the other stuff is just furniture sometimes when you're involved in something that means a bit more than the average day-to-day that we go through it just makes you understand that's why we're human mm-hmm. and yeah it's pretty special actually it's a gift to be honest so I think we might move on now to um share our top three recommendations from the year that was it's it is hard to think all the way back 
I have to, of course, say yoga and everyone's going to be probably rolling their eyes going, enough now with the yoga, but I just can't recommend enough, even if you just start just with a little bit every day. And then my second thing is not just yoga, but it's breath. I read this amazing book, which I'll share again in the show notes called Breath by a guy called James Nestor. And I still haven't got any hay fever. On a recent episode, I shared that I'd been practicing nasal breathing, alternate nasal breathing for, well, most of the year trying a bit of local honey as well. So that has worked for me. I have had hay fever really bad for at least 15 years now and I haven't had any this year. And it, for me, the thing that comes down to is breath and, and the local honey as well. So I would recommend yoga. I would re- recommend breath and I would also recommend local honey. But just one more thing, which might be four, sorry, ladies, but I really wanted to recommend similar to what Katrina was saying about getting back in charge of your hormones and and not living with your head in the sand and going, I'm just going to put up with how I'm feeling or what's happening with my body. I just listened to another amazing podcast episode on the imperfects yesterday about menopause, the menopause, beautiful doctor from um, England was speaking. She's out here doing a conference and she was on their podcast. And it was just one of those conversations where I'm like, oh, we need more of this stuff. And it was so empowering and so enlightening. So, you know, more than half the population is impacted by menopause and no one bloody talks about it and everyone just goes, oh, I'll be right. So taking charge, you know, I took myself down to see a beautiful doctor at the Jean Hales Clinic as well, which got me on track. But I feel like you just need to do this stuff because life's too short to feel shit, I reckon. (laughs) My top three recommendations. So this one is not for the faint-hearted, but it's probably also a highlight of my last year and that's the Path of Love Retreat. I mean, obviously, the, like as with you guys, the war and all of the stuff is just on my mind a lot and I've been listening to lots of podcasts about it, lots of things about it, and it's so consuming and I'm like, if everybody just did the path of love, we'd all be okay because it's just so it's just so life-changing to be and to sort of have that deeper understanding of yourself and to know that actually if we all just connect back to love, it's like what we all really need to do. And if we knew ourselves better, understood ourselves better, if we could release all the trauma that we've all dealt with all that sort of stuff it would just be a totally different world and it's not definitely not for the faint-hearted but it's also every human should do it and it's it's hard like it was seven days away it was silence it was it was so so full-on but it was really life-changing and and most incredible experience and I just think that if you have the opportunity or if you feel an inkling of like oh wow I, I think maybe I'd like to do that so so good So my second recommendation is signpost back home. I thought I bet you one of you has it as well, but it is just the most beautiful book. And my meditation teacher, Jack, who's actually on my podcast this week, she compiled it with her husband, Aaron. And it's it's a book of talks that Matrivo, who's a meditation teacher, gives at the start of each of his meditation sessions. And they just compiled them. And they're so profound and they're so beautiful. And I just find them so grounding and I just connect with them and I took it with me on the path of love and they just like even had even more meaning and I just love to read one and sit with one and they just talk to the time that we're into and just they're so deep and so good and it's just beautiful. So I highly recommend that. And my third recommendation is a podcast, which is this has been my favourite podcast of the year actually. I've kind of moved from self-help podcasts to like, I guess, I don't know, this is like a Save the World or Activist podcast, but Sarah Wilson's Wild podcast. I just love listening to it. I feel just like I'm learning so much from it and I feel so connected to the work that she's doing and the people that she interviews. She just looks at things so differently and I love the way she does the interviews and 
It's what we need in the world right now is this such more nuanced conversations. There is no, and she she's moving really away from that polarization. She's having these broad, deep conversations that really I just find so good and I highly recommend that podcast. So that's my range of recommendations of the things that have really lit me up this year. So, Lee, what about you? For me, it's just the book that I turn to for solace and hope and guidance whenever I feel stuck or helpless or uncertain. And every time, whichever page I open it to, it always delivers. And I just love that. It's so good that I don't want to finish it all and I don't want to read everyone because I want it to keep giving me a gift every time I open it. Right. I try you say that, Lee, because I can't wait to finish it so I can go back and start it again. Well, I have, I've read many of them four or five times when I open the page, but I'm just like, I don't ever want this to lose this magic that it has for me. That's how good it is. The other book, which I have mentioned before, is Different to See, which Christy, you had gifted to me a couple of years ago, yep. American author and Laura Lindbergh. It's a book about her being on a solo vacation by the beach and she's away from her husband and her family and kids and she's exploring the questions of how to find a more natural rhythm of life as we age and to gain that deeper relationship with ourselves and with others around us. And it's just a beautiful book. And my third one is a new podcast. Mm. So I haven't listened to it yet because, well, only the trailer's been dropped so far, but the first episode drops later this week. So by the time our Spending the Good Stuff episode is out, it should be there. So it's called Wisdom and Action and it is Barry Lieberman's new podcast that will replace the Dumbo Feather. So the Small Giants Academy is releasing that one. And, again, it's Barry Lieberman in conversation with extraordinary people. So she she talks about it being conversations that will inspire and give hope during these really dark times in history. So I'm so here for it and I'm waiting for that first one to drop. So they're my three. There's been so many. It's hard to narrow it down, isn't it? But, yeah, there's, there's some big ones. And we would love, like, we'll be dropping this episode, as we said, next week on particular on social. So if anyone wants to chime in and, and add some great reads or some great podcasts or, or TV shows or anything, really. So please, please share your favourites for the year as well. And Chris, I just had to jump in. That, that menopause on the Imperfect, the menopause um, episode, that was amazing. Well, She's incredible, isn't she, that doctor? So good. And it's just so good to hear someone just having a straight up conversation like this is how it is like these are the facts this is what's available just go and bloody do it whereas you know I've listened to lots of different things and people are like oh well you could try this and you know this but like she's just so and she's been researching it and been through it herself for like 25 years like she knows what she's talking about and it just gave me so much confidence and the ability just to go you know what I can choose whatever I want and not have to worry about research that's old and you know not relevant anymore and what society might think and what people might think you know like without being awful like it's your own fucking body you do what you want with it you know it's like we haven't been given the permission or we haven't given ourselves permission to do that so that was the biggest thing I got from that conversation and I'll definitely share that I had so many people send it to me as well going you have to listen to this and so three men finally have a conversation about menopause and everyone's oh, like, yeah. oh, perimenopause, never heard of that before. And Mia's like, I've been talking about this know. stuff for four yeah, that's years. Pretty true. That's pretty true. <laughs> and us, but it's still great. It's still great. It's wonderful. Like, And that's the thing about these guys. Like, It is awesome to have these men having this conversation because, as we always say, we can't just keep it just being women that are having these conversations. We have to get men. But I was really surprised too just how little that they knew. And I kind of figured that being kind of young, more in-tune kind of guys, they would have 
had at least one conversation. But also I think too, Katrina, like it's also up to us to start those conversations with women in our lives as well and not just sort of deal with it in private because often we do, we just muddle our way through maybe with some friends or whatever, but like have conversations with our sons and our husbands and our partners and I think Tim and Chester could probably do a podcast by themselves on this topic. (laughs) I think you're probably the exception to the rule in lots of ways. Exactly. That's right. But I think too, like I didn't know a lot about it until a couple of years ago and and until it becomes something that directly impacts you, you don't hear it. I'm sure there's been other women in that stage of their lives that have spoken about this, but I just haven't heard it because I haven't been there yet. Yeah, it's like you don't know about childcare and babies and all that kind of stuff until you have a baby and you don't, you know, it's each stage of life. So it's just that it's particularly relevant for all of us because we're all at that stage. And so then, yeah, hopefully us talking about it though, then our sons and our daughters will because we're now talking about it more openly. And also too, it's also not put up in lights like when you have a baby, like you are bombarded with stuff, aren't you? Whereas when you go through menopause, Mm. like you're not really bombarded with information and billboards and things talking about it. So I feel like society Mm. needs to shift as well as the individual. And I hope that conversations like that conversation on the imperfects, and not just because it was guys, but I think they've got a big audience and hopefully that people will Mm. kind of hear it and go, oh, I'll have a conversation. But also it might encourage just, as I said, like a female to have a conversation with the males in her life because often we feel like, oh, well, it doesn't affect them so we won't worry about it. Well, you know what? It affects half the population. I've had women say to me, God, I may not have left my job or my husband if if it wasn't for the hell that they went through when they went through menopause. Like that's awful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't just affect us. It does affect the men in turn. So there you go. Well, what are we looking for? The last thing we were going to talk about was what are we looking forward to, wasn't it, for the holidays? Yes. Christy, you may as well go first again. Well, I'm looking forward to having a house full of kids again. They all arrived home yesterday. So now there's shit everywhere and I'm constantly at the kitchen sink going, I've still got stuff I need to do, but I bloody love it. So our eldest son came home from overseas yesterday and the girls are home from school and we're all home for the summer. So that'll be great. But I'm sure in a couple of weeks, I might not think it's so great when there's bodies everywhere and already we've got people constantly coming through the front door, which is great because we live in town here in Echuca and it's kind of like it's easy to get to. So we've always got people here, which is lovely. But I'm hanging out for a couple of things. I can't wait for the cricket, which starts on Boxing Day and we'll go down to Melbourne and have a couple of days in the city and watch Australia play Pakistan in the cricket, which I can't wait for. And I can't wait to get salt water in my hair and sand between my toes. We're heading over to the coast, middle of January. And I love the river. I love swimming in the river here, but I also love a bit of ocean swimming, a bit of salt and sand. So I look forward to that. What about you guys? Yeah, I'm looking forward to just time with the kids and the family and everyone's coming here for Christmas and it'll just be so lovely and I'm looking forward to just having a bit of downtime and actually switching off. It feels like it's, yeah, there has been a lot happening lately, lots of different moving parts. So I'm really looking forward to, I'm going to have a social media break and I'm just going to, yeah, try and be as present as possible and I'm also looking forward to going to the beach because we always go down to Point Lonsdale, which is our beach house. It was my, I think my great-grandparents bought it and it's in Point Lonsdale. It's always been in the family and it's like this beautiful connection that we have to that place and I love taking the kids back there every summer and it's really nice and really special. So I'm really looking forward to that because we haven't had a holiday this year, so it'll be nice. Beautiful. Looks like beaches on the cards for all of us. So I'm looking forward to uh, three weeks on the, the sunny coast. We're heading in four or five days. There's just the kids and I. So staying with my sister and, and family on the Sunshine Coast for the first or up until Christmas anyway, and then we've got a bit of time on our own 
after that on the beach as well. So I'll be working the, the first kind of 10 days that I'm up there, but both my sister and husband work remotely as well. So we'll all be heads down together with plenty of beach time in and around that, I think. And Christmas day on the, in the sand by the ocean. We've got a few things booked in with private boat charters heading around. They do like a Christmas lights through the, the canals, checking out all the lights of Malolaba and you know, pontoon boat cruising around the Rochi River and Museums, fireworks down the beach. So lots of lovely things um, on the cards coming up very soon. And then uh, Craig will join us over the, over the Christmas period as well. Although I just had a call from my sister then saying, ah, so we fly Wednesday and she's now got to fly out Wednesday to Melbourne for four, four days. So just a work thing that's come up, but that's okay. I'll be hanging out with her hubby and their kids and we'll have heaps of fun. <laughs> <laughs> until everyone else joins us. Uh, we've hosted Christmas at home for the last two years, so it will be beautiful to get up and do a, a beach Christmas this time around. Oh, that's lovely. And I can't wait to just, yeah, spend that downtime, which we love. I think everyone's kind of craving that. And, yeah, so I suppose at this opportunity it's it's good to to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all our listeners and to you two lovely ladies. I'm sure I won't see much of you over the next little bit. And, um, yeah, really grateful for all our lovely listeners, you know, even for hanging with us when we're not perhaps as consistent as we should be. But we know there's a million other podcasts out there to listen to. So we are really grateful and we can't wait to rejoin again behind the microphone next year. Sometime in Feb, we're thinking. We'll probably be busy beaching in January and and hanging out with our families. So that's kind of the plan. Yeah, ladies. There's heaps of episodes back in the library, though, if anyone wants to jump back and check through the catalogue. There's a fairly, fairly significant library of episodes. Yeah, there, there is. There. I think we're up to, yeah, almost um, 80 episodes all up. And there's some great conversations and some guest speakers as well, which we hope to, to do a bit more of next year. So, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Yes. Thanks. Thank you so much. And thanks for being here, everybody. And thank you both, you guys, as well. I've loved it so much. It's been so nice reconnecting again this year. It really has been so special. It's such a joy. It's probably yes, actually one of same. my highlights, yeah. too, to be honest. Yeah. And yeah. I just want to thank you both. The reason we've been having a bit of a gap over the last few weeks is probably mostly on me. But I'm um, oh, no. so glad we were able to make this happen today and get a final episode in for the year. It's just what I needed and, yeah, it's just always such a joy to, to sit with you both and riff on all of these subjects and topics that we come up with. I hope they're helpful to all of you who are listening. They certainly are a really wonderful opportunity for us to dig into the highs and the lows and life at this stage and just sharing those experiences, experiences so we all know we're not alone. I think it's, yeah, really important and I feel really blessed that we get to do it. Yeah, me too. Thank you, everyone. Absolutely. Joining us yeah. on the journey, we often say we would do this even just for the three of us if no one else was listening. So for anyone who is listening, we thank you for joining us <laughs> and have a lovely Christmas. Yes. Yeah, Merry Christmas, thank everyone. Thank you, everybody. Bye. See you next year. Merry yeah. Christmas.